And just let me remind folk, um, if you give me your email address, you should have had an invitation from Right Media. I know a number of people have accepted it, but there's a number of people who haven't. Um, so you won't get access till you just click on the email that comes from Right Media. If you need any help with that, I'm happy to switch the laptop on whilst we're here today, whilst we're having a fellowship meal, just to help you to, to get on with that. Okay, just a, a short few thoughts today, um, as it's an all-age service. Let me pray, and then we're going to come around the word. Father, thank you that we can learn from you. Thank you that your word is living and effective. Thank you that, Lord God, we can grow together, we can grow individually, and we can be filled with your spirit day by day. And so, Father, help us, Lord, to grow as your disciples. Help us to grow as your witnesses. Help us, Lord, to action, Lord, what you challenge you with us through your word. Father, let our hearts be ready and our ears be opened to hear your word we pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. It's just a simple thought in one sense. I know sometimes, I don't know, when, when people prepare things, sometimes you start with a really simple thought. Sometimes you start with a big picture. Sometimes you start with an idea or a quote. And all God gave me when I was preparing for this morning was enough is enough. Enough is enough. And I don't know whether you've ever said that phrase but really that we say that kind of phrase when we come to the end of ourselves and if you type enough is enough into google the first two or three pages are all about divorce which is really quite interesting so obviously people think they've got to a place where enough is enough and i just need to end it and i just think okay i, I just sense that there's folk and sometimes i get i guess we all feel like this at some point where we just say, oh, enough is enough. But you know, I think God says that too sometimes. He just says enough is enough. And he wants to draw a line too. So not only do we want to draw a line, but God wants to draw a line. But he has already drawn a line in Jesus. He set a line between before Christ came and after Christ came. Christ came to this earth and he died. God sent his one and only son. And he went to the cross. And he went to the cross and he paid the price for our sin. He paid the price for you and for me. He paid for the price for those listening around the world. He paid the price. There was no other good enough. No other good enough. You know, we do not make ourselves good enough by doing good works. We do not make ourselves good enough by being nice people. A number of times over the years, I've had folks say to me, Dave, I'll come to church when I've sorted myself out. And I kind of think, okay, is that a bit, is the word tautology? Is, is that one of those things that's a never-ending argument? I'll get myself sorted out, but I can't get myself sorted out, so I don't come to church. Is it one of those circular arguments that just never ends? Or actually, maybe the answer is I'll come to church because actually I'll find other people who are also sorting themselves out. I don't know whether you'd like to hear this church, but I'm sorting myself out. I don't, I don't ever want anybody to put me on a pedestal. I'm just another believer. Just doing what God's calling me to do and encouraging me to do it. And so when I sense that God says enough is enough, he says I, enough is enough and I have drawn a line and I have provided a way. And that way is available to you and to me through Christ Jesus. 
the access to the Father, the intercessor on our behalf. Jesus sits at the right hand of God, whispering in God's ear on our behalf. And so sometimes when our cry is, enough is enough, that's the whisper that goes into God's ear. Dave's had enough. Isabel's had enough. Elizabeth's had enough. Because that's when we need breakthrough. And do you know, I don't believe we find breakthrough on our own. We find breakthrough with God. We, God leads us to a place where we go, enough is enough. I've run out of myself. And now all I have is to lean on you, God. Because when we come to the end of ourselves, we become to a place where we have to operate in faith. I don't know whether you've ever been in this position, but I've met a number of people over the years. I don't think, to be honest, I've ever been in this position. But I've, I've met people who've said they've sat down at the table and there's been nothing in the cupboard to eat. Nothing in the cupboard to eat, but they've sat down at the table, laid the table, put the knives and forks out, put the plates out and held hands together and prayed. And many different stories, both here in this church and abroad, Examples where the, as they've prayed, the front doorbell has rung and people have turned up with a potluck meal. I, would, I thought of you, so I cooked this and I had some left over and they bought it. Or um, I had far too much from yesterday. I thought of you, so I brought it round. Or we bought some groceries for you. Yeah, just time after time. So when we come to the end of ourselves, we are leaning on God. We are trusting in God. We are asking God to help us. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, beginning at verse 8, it says this. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities than the power of Christ rest upon me. Paul just said, you know, I come to the end of myself. And God says, my grace is sufficient, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I want to pause in what I'm sharing today and pray those words. Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Let's just pause. Maybe there's a place Maybe there's a circumstance, maybe there's a situation where you sense a weakness. Maybe your leg no longer does what it used to do. Maybe you walk with a limp. Maybe you don't remember quite as much as you want to remember. And feel that your, your memories are fading and failing. Maybe you've been diagnosed by the doctor who said, do you know your heart's not working as well as it should do? All your pipes are blocked up. Yeah, that's where there is a weakness. And I want to pray. I want to pray right now for those circumstances. If that's you, just put your hand somewhere where strength needs to come. And we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Father, we acknowledge, Lord, 
that we have frailties. Bits of us that don't quite work as they could and should. And Father, firstly, I pray for a new confidence. For those whose balance is uncertain. Father, I pray for a new confidence in a walk. Father, I pray for strength and ankles. And cleared out ears, Lord, that would just allow balance to come. Father, I pray for circulation. I pray for a vitality in circulation, Lord God. For heart muscle to, to be strengthened. Father, I pray for new thoughts. For brain tissue to miraculously reconnect. For neurals to work in new ways. And Father, for muscles to gain strength again. Father, I pray. Lord, you touch those that need a touch from heaven right now. Touch bodies. Touch lives. That they would be strong. Or stronger. They would grow stronger, Lord God, in these areas. Lord, let your touch be upon them. Let your hand be upon them. Father God, we pray. Let your healing be upon them. In Jesus' name. Amen. His grace is sufficient. His grace is more than enough. And in 2 Peter 3 verse 9 it says this, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but he, he is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that we should all come to repentance. Do you know there's some of us who've given up on someone we love? We just think it's, and I'm not being hard, I've been there too, where we just think, God, I don't see them getting any closer to you. In fact, they seem further away right now than they did 10 years ago. And some of us have stopped praying. Some of us have stopped praying for a, a cousin, an aunt, an uncle, a brother, a sister, a husband, a wife. We stopped praying. But you know, God is long-suffering. He is still looking. He's still hoping, he's still believing that that person would turn back to him. He's long-suffering towards us. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Father God, I pray for those who don't yet know you. I pray for those who are drawing closer to you. I pray for those who, whose hearts need to be softened. Whose minds need to be opened to the gloriousness of your presence. And so, Father, as we draw near to you, Father, would you draw others near to us? That we will reflect something of your glory in Jesus' name. And my final scripture is from 1 Timothy 6, 6. And it says this, now God... Now, godliness with contentment is great gain. Great gain. Godly contentment. You know, sometimes we live in a world where people talk about the Joneses. I don't know why the Joneses come in for it, but, but people talk about the Joneses. People who have something we don't have. Do you know, life is not about belongings. Paul, John Paul Getty, one of the richest men in the world, died a very lonely, sad um, man who said, I have all these riches and yet I feel I have nothing. 
So riches don't make you happy. But godly contentment with what we have is more than enough. And God is able to grant us immeasurably more than we would ask or imagine. So in our lack is a place of prayer. In our lack is a place to cry out to God and ask of him. For he is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. His grace is sufficient. His grace is more than enough. His grace is available to each one of us. Whether we're in church, whether we've ever been to church before, God is available. I had a, a friend of mine who went to work in Saudi many, 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 many years ago. And uh, he'd never been to church, I think apart from one or two funerals and one or two weddings. But church wasn't for him. But he was searching for God. And he t- I remember him telling me a story, somebody I used to work with, and he said, I was sitting on a beach and looking up at this great sky and looking up at these stars, and I found myself saying these words, God, if you're there, if you, you know, this, 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 these stars and this world, this is not something that happened. There is some creative power behind all the things that we see. When we look at the countless stars in the sky, when we look at the beauty of the landscape around us, when we look at the the beauty of a hummingbird, he, he was just naming things, saying, this is not a coincidence. And he said, I cried out in that place, on my own, nobody else there. God, if you're real, would you make yourself known to me? And there... On his own, in this starlit sky, he felt somebody come and sit next to him. There was a, a dent in the sand. The sand dented as if somebody had sat down next to him. And he felt as if somebody put an arm around his shoulder and drew him in. And as he did so, he, he just sensed love like he'd never sensed it before. And as a consequence of this meeting with God, as he described it, He went to church and he found out about a God of love and he came to a place of faith and he put his trust in Christ and he did it all from that place of desperation. God's an amazing God. His grace is more than enough. And so let me close out what I'm sharing by playing another video of it. Um, Just some thoughts about perfect love. 